Welcome to the All right. Podcast, people. We back. We back for another hey. one. It's July twenty what fourth. It's really hot here in Geneva, but I don't know about you guys. Tell me about, about how it's like. The, how's the summer like? How's the winter like for Ruffalo? Um, yeah, I mean, it's cold here. I'm dying. It's just freezing every day. Like heat is on. Electric blankets, hot water bottles, all day, every day. But um, today I was out in the sun and it actually got burnt. So that's nice. Africa for you. It's like cold, but you burn. Hmm. That's, that's yeah, uh, the winter time has that as well. I had like two Celsius at one point of the week and then 26 at the other point of the week. So your system needs to be on point because otherwise you're not surviving the winter. <laughs> <laughs> is it the winter right now for you in Brazil as well? Yeah, yeah. The southern hemisphere, all winter right now. Oh, yeah. man. What's, how cold is, like, cold for you, though? Uh, anything here in low 30s Fahrenheit or zero Celsius will be cold. Like, anything single digits Celsius is cold, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Um, it's it's hot over here in uh, DC. It's, it's it's hot. Stay inside. Stay indoors. Please have your waters. Um, stay hydrated. You know, children have your ice cream, your popsicles, ice cream. Man, they're doing a hell of a job right now, going through the neighborhood. So right now, we're just trying to stay uh, cool. It's, it's it's too hot right now. Please stay indoors. There's no day yeah, parties. Guys... That means there's day parties. Yeah, no, there's definitely day parties right now, but uh, like I said, um, well, I told like I told the gang in the back, um, I went out last night, so I'm I'm reflecting, I'm cooling, I'm decompressing today, and just hanging out, having a nice chill, nice Sunday talk, sports talk. That's the only the reason. Family. That's the only reason you're saying stay indoors because you're outside yesterday. <laughs> hey, leave me yeah. alone. Stop telling on me. <laughs> All right, let's get straight into it then. First segment, you guys, uh, we, we're back. Another edition of the Afro Balls podcast. Yeah. So what we got is that everyone would want to see before the season starts. So, yeah, mm -hmm. give their own hypothetical trades, all from rumors or just what you think is going to fit, you know. Obviously, it has to be realistic. So we can't just say, oh, I want to see some big-time player come to a team and you ain't giving – like enough picks and stuff. We're going to judge up here. I think Spider was going to go first because it's the one the people want to hear. What trade you got to bro? What trade you got first? <laughs> I mean, it's the elephant in the room, I guess. Uh, obviously, it's Kyrie for Russell Westbrook and uh, whatever whatever other team, whether it be the Spurs or the Indiana Pacers or whatever third team that wants to be able to facilitate this trade and potentially buy out Russell Westbrook. Um, Teams that want that want to want this trade to happen, they don't want Russell Westbrook per se. They want the Los Angeles compensated picks, I believe, for twenty twenty seven and twenty twenty nine. So, with that being said, and I don't think Russell Westbrook, the the pride and ego Russell Westbrook has, I don't think he will allow himself or any organization to allow himself to buy his contract out at this stage of his career especially on the back of what happened last year with how the media and fans alike and sometimes um, 
co-workers alike were on his case. Um, so obviously that that that's the biggest one that we all want to see. Well, I, I think we Laker all want to see because no, no, Jay's gonna say Lakers fans. I disagree. I think <laughs> we all want to see because LeBron James deserves to be in the postseason through his hard work, but also just for the betterment of the business of the brand of the NBA. All right. We know mm-hmm. what fan base he brings to the table with him being, you know, being able to play in April and beyond. So that's all I have to say. But um, another one real quick would have to be um, Donovan Mitchell to uh, New York Knicks. Um, I would like to see that. I-, I want the Knicks to come back and, you know, start doing their thing. Um, it will be nostalgic. The last time I remember them doing anything was with Charles Sprewell. And Marcus Camby, obviously prior to Carmelo Anthony and Mark Stoudemire, yeah. those boys, and Mike Antony mm-hmm. and Mike Brown. But, you know, low throwback basketball. Yeah, we're going to get to that. I think we've got a few people up here that said Donovan Mitchell up for trades. Uh, who could the Lakers actually give up that's out there in the market that teams want? Um, like I said, it's not... Well, you could give someone like THT or someone, THT, yeah. some someone like that. But obviously, the main factor in this trade away. is those is those picks, the twenty twenty seven and twenty twenty nine first round pick. That's the main that's the main caveat for this entree. It's Boston um does not want to separate with THT. Well, that but yeah. then look, uh, well, hey, something has to give. All right, you have LeBron James. And you could potentially win now. He's already delivered you, so it's not like he hasn't, he hasn't, you know, delivered and, and, and came through for you as an organization and as a player. You know what he brings to the table as a player with his hard work, his leadership, his dedication. He's already giving you some jewelry on top of that. Stop playing with my man's with his last finals years. He's about to break the record for most points ever in your jersey. Stop playing with my man's and make sure that. He gets what he has to have to get to where he needs to get to. As simple as that. Okay. We're going to come back to that. Everyone's going to give their grade on what they think about the trades. Ref, you, you were saying a bit about the THC. And, uh, what do you think about that trade? And what trade did you have in mind? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Rob Palinka's just been holding Taylor Horton Tucker close to his chest for like the past two seasons. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know, I've seen too many jokes about THT has like some info on Rob Palenka and that's why he's like making sure that he's close to Um So I don't know what that's about. Um, yeah, guys, I don't know. My, yeah, the trade scenarios, I'm kind of just tired of hearing about the same guys. I'm a little fatigued, to be very honest with yeah. you. So I just, the rest thing, Russ, I feel like it's just going to... Yeah, I, I also don't think he would be open to a buyout. I think he's going to force whoever team he's on to play. I think he's just going to bulldoze his way through just because I think that's who Russell is. I have no idea what's going to happen over there. Um, I, I have nothing valuable to contribute to that. Russ is Russ, and I'm glad he's not on my team, is all I'll say. You know what? Um the Donovan Mitchell to the next thing that Faisal said, I'm actually not mad at that. I think that could be cool. 
um, pair him up with Jalen Brunson, but then that would also make me a bit sad because Jalen Brunson is supposed to be having his big star moment, right, as the main guy. And if Donovan Mitchell goes there, then they kind of have to share that spotlight, um, even though I don't know if Jalen Brunson can be that guy um, by himself. Uh, but I think that's an intriguing one. The trade that I've thought the most about is a non-trade, and that is Kevin Durant, because I just feel like mm. his requesting a trade has just messed up the entire NBA ecosystem. It's put any, everybody on lockdown, and nobody can really do what they want to do because everybody's trying to put their best foot forward to make space for this guy, as they should. But it's just, it's annoying me, and I just... You know, I don't want to get all Kendrick Perkins and have like a whole hypothesis about maybe he's bluffing, maybe he doesn't really want to be traded. I have no idea what this man's motives are, but I think the best trade for Kevin Durant would be a non-trade. It would just be for him to stay in Brooklyn, don't move, don't mess up everybody else's rosters and their cap spaces and their pick selections. Just stay and stay the course a bit you know, give it a try and, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. things could work out. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, we all want that, but that's KD. Like, <laughs> <laughs> KD's KD. I understand, but I'm just, I've gone through so many trade scenarios of what every team would have to give up. For KD, yeah, and... It's just, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And look, okay. as it should be, I keep saying as it should yeah. be because to get him, you have to give up everything. But he's not going to want to go yeah. to a team that's not competing. And I just yeah. don't think it's realistic. You know, um, I don't know. Probably the best one that I can think of is like Dallas. They would ha have to give up like Tim Hardaway Jr. and a whole bunch of people. Um, yeah. Because Luca and Kevin Durant is obviously prime time and we would all love to see that. Um, yeah. But again it's just there's so many moving parts like i said i'm just annoyed with this whole thing and i need him to stop putting everybody on hostage and just stay his ass in brooklyn that's what i want Jay, i got a question for you real quick well what did what did uh minnesota give to jazz for a uh, rudy gobert what? everything they, they gave all the best picks <laughs> essentially <laughs> okay I, uh, okay then and, my son, and that's rudy gobert Yes, but that's the Minnesota Timberwolves. Fair enough. Fair enough. There's the price. Yeah, okay, okay. These are the guys that celebrated getting into the playoffs. Let's not forget. Okay, Ref, is there a little bit of, okay, you're a Raptors fan right here, and obviously we've heard the Raptors are in for KD a bit. As a fan, do you think there's anyone on the roster that you'd actually give up for KD right now? No. OG, maybe? Give OG no. his own team. Well, no, leave OG alone. No. No. Nobody wants KD. That's the problem right now, though. Like, yeah. It's just, it's too much. It's, I'm not, yeah. I don't know. I will tell you guys that I am a little concerned about OG, though, because I've just been hearing his name floating around a bit too much in the yeah, trade same. talks. And there's like all these reports I'm not sure about, but they're saying he may not be happy. So I'm concerned, but. If I'm Masai, I'm, I'm not giving Masai and Bobby, sorry, I'm not giving up OG for um, Kevin Durant. I'm just not. Trying to prove himself? 
because we know he has all-star potential, but he hasn't played up to that level yet. So he's kind of like, yeah, OG. So I he's think also, so. Sorry. He's also like still young, you know, and he has injury problems a little bit, a little bit. I know, I know. A little bit. Just, just a little. Bit. I mean, just a little bit. That's a. I mean, he's not. He's not like injury. He's not in the territory of injury prone yet. But you know, yeah. he has, but he's he, watch. he do be getting hurt. He gets what, to that injury table. What couldn't he play in the finals again? <sighs> I think Look, we'll... let's not go backwards, guys. All right. The point mm. is, I love OG. Uh, that, I love OG. No, and and we yeah. shouldn't even be talking about OG because the reports say that yeah. they're not in OG. They want Scotty Barnes, and they're not willing to part with Scotty Barnes. And I agree with that. Uh, Jay, the Utah trade that we were talking about. Oh, oh what did you have in mind? Because I have mine. What did you have in mind for uh, Donovan Mitchell? Well, for, prior to that, I just want to say that I, I want to Phil's point that I, I just I want a no trade like the Brooklyn Nets. Just yeah, all those three guys, they want to go there. Kyrie, KG, and uh, Simmons. They, they either sign there or they're forced away there. They wanted to be there, so just stay there and play. You know what I'm saying? Stop, stop messing around. Stop what? complaining. Stop being... Well, Jay, what are you like? I don't understand, Jay, Jay, Jay. I don't understand you. What are you like? Uh, you're some type of conservative. Like, uh, are you can talk as conservative when it comes to the NBA? Like, you're like David Stern on steroids. You Not at all, all man. Like Not at David all. I bet you're David Stern on yeah, you, you, dude, you're the, you, you, I, I bet you that if you were David, oh, if you were the NBA commissioner at the time that the uh, New Orleans Pelicans proposed a trade of Chris Paul to Lakers, you'd have done the same thing by denying it. That's the type of person you are, and it's ridiculous. Let it go. This nah, is the bro, modern nah, day bro, nah, bro. Listen, listen, man. They, they wanted to be there, and now they they're breaking it up. Prior to like playing twenty games together, no man, just y'all wanted to build this this super team. So let's see the super team play, man. Nobody saw them play yet because never played. You know what I'm saying? So let's let's just put the Brooklyn Nets chatter back to the, to the play out, and then you see what happens, man. Because they, that's what I don't like, man. They're just giving up, like any any small issue. Oh yeah, I don't want it here anymore. And these guys like with four years left in their contracts, you know, four years left in their contracts. So what is the contract worth for? You know what I'm saying? You sign your dotted line, but you're not fulfilling your end of the contract, man. Jay, you oh, know what? how many years can you got left with the um, with the Nets right now? Two years, four years. Four, four years, I think. Yeah, oh. I think it's four years. Like without playing for, for the first year. So I think he's he's going to the fourth, but he signed an extension. So he has another five years yeah. left in his contract. And Kerry yeah. got another four years as well, right? No, Kerry is a free agent no, no. after the season. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. So, so Jay, you're, 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 you're putting your frustrations on Kevin Durant for no reason. This is the first year ever, the first time ever in Kevin Durant's history, long illustrious career. Oh. 
Exactly. Oh, that's that's, 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 that's the best of us, man. I have to agree with the gods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to agree with the god. Oh my god. That's <laughs> divine intervention. That's the light of Oh my god. That's right. I'm gonna keep on his point though. I'm gonna keep I on his point and say that. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to keep on this point and say that, yeah, we should, do you think as fans, we should actually, we should actually really care this much about players staying on different teams and come on, just play on out and compete. Yeah. Or we see the play empowerment wave right now. Everyone's like, ah, you just let them do what they want to do. Like we have, players got the powers of teams right now. Should we really care that much about that? Or should we just let these guys play basketball wherever no, they no, want we to got, play? No, we got to build legacy, right? And the problem with KD is that, he has not built a legacy. He went to the Warriors to win championships. He has never done yeah. it on his own. In that type of talent, he has to be able to figure it out. When you think about Kobe Bryant, yeah. right? Kobe Bryant was annoyed because people were saying the team was Shaq's team. It wasn't Kobe's team. And because of yeah. that, he stuck with the Lakers and figured that out to win championships on his own, right? And when he, when he won those chips, that's when, we, that's when he earned our respects. Everybody, everybody started respecting Kobe because of those chips, those two chips that he got that he got on his own. So it's going to be the yeah. same thing for KD. KD has to figure it out. He has to build the culture. If he's the leader that he believe he is, he has to figure it out. And that's a that's a two to three year process, four year process. I don't know how long that will take, but he has to figure it out. And um, yeah. that's what that's what we expect from him from now on. To be honest, like it's too easy to run and get chips like that. Like you got to get a chip on your own. Go on, ref, yeah. Okay, so I just want to say, like, I did want to say before, it's not that I'm pushing against player empowerment because, I mean, I'm yeah. very much for, like, player agency and choosing yeah. what you want to do. But at the same time, I don't think, and this is what Faisal should be hearing, is it's not just about Kevin Durant, but it's about the Nets organization and what they've done. And they've allowed these superstars to come there. And this is a cautionary yeah. tale. You can't just let people dictate things. And it just throws off the balance of everything and everyone and look kevin durant or not kevin durant that is a trade request operative word being request okay yeah. so i'm just saying like i think i'm not saying they should hold him hostage but yeah i think not right now not before the season i think like play it out and then like you know when the trade deadline comes you know months later then like if things really are still not working then I think you can like pursue something and people will have kind of have a better idea of what's really going on. But also on the legacy thing, I don't know, this legacy conversation is very annoying to me. And I also don't like to bring in Kobe Bryant and other like Hall of Fame people just because I feel like people's careers are different. Like, I don't think this man hasn't cemented his legacy. I think he has. He's a phenomenal talent, one of the best basketball players we've ever, ever seen in this league. And he has yeah. a legacy of a man who's going to go where he wants to go. He's just not the one team guy. It's too late for that anyway. Like, it, this man's moved around. It's fine. Like, he's never going to be the Kobe Bryant staying with one team for his whole career. He's going to move yeah. around. That's his legacy. He does what he wants to do. Great for that. His, his, his personal friend, LeBron James, made the blueprint for that. You sign one-year deals with player option, you know, like, then you go wherever you want to go. Not like everybody's trying to hold players hostages. Just don't sign for four years, you know? You, you don't know if you're going to be there two years from now. Sign a one-year deal, 
figure it out at the end of the year and just go one by one, like LeBron did, like for I don't know half a decade in Cleveland. So just go with that, you know. But the the problem, my perspective is like two, actually two problems: one business problem, one basketball problem. The business problem is once they secured a long term deal, but they want to actually to they they don't want to the stuff of that is you're giving away your choice, you're choosing security over and they they are choosing security and they want all the mobility and to me that doesn't make business sense to the teams that's you know, that there's a partnership there and the point is which goes a little bit to kevin's point on the legacy uh, aspect i mean i, I was a player you know and, and i loved competing and there is something to that about you sticking it out in the tough times in building something in creating something special we don't need to go like to kobe or to mj or to other guys our man here has yannis jersey on man yannis did that everybody was talking about him not signing this the extension with the bucks because the bucks were this the bucks were that the bucks were not fulfilling uh you know the the team concept around him and so on he won the championship one of the best performances ever in a closing game in the finals and yeah. fan and as a and as a player i find that very special you know much more special than let's join forces build a super team and then we go and, and win a title you know i just i i an old school guy ever but i just find that that's important you know they that's, are they are gonna call you that we've oh. already been called conservative it's already happening yeah yeah exactly yeah I, i just honestly for first and foremost guys technology and me today are just terrible my phone overheated it said that my phone overheated like i i don't make this up i is that who knows But two, what I was trying to say is that this is the first time that KD has literally breached his contract. Give him some slack, Jay. You are acting like this man is notoriously breaching his contract from every team he's been at to get to where he wants to get to. And it's literally the total opposite. You are literally running with that narrative. The good folk that watch the African Ballers podcast. Thank you very much. Hey, 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 you here? Brainwashing. Hold on, hold on, hold on, I got this. I got this. And Jay is trying to brainwash the good people that are watching this. And it's not necessary. Look, the truth of the matter is this. If you want to be mad at James Harden the way he has maturely moved, then yes, you have a right to say that. If you want to say, criticize how Ben Simmons got the move from Philadelphia to the Brooklyn Nets, yes, you could criticize that. Hell, if you even want to criticize the way Kyrie's acting and how he acted in Boston and now how he's acting in Brooklyn, you could do that. But don't try and act like Kevin Durant from Seat Pleasant, Maryland has oh. not done what he's supposed to what do in his contract. Rough. It just adds a little spice. Just let me have it. <laughs> <He's signed laughs> last year, he signed his extension months ago. 
change his mind. He should have thought of that before signing the dotted line. Yes, man. hey, yeah, shoulda, woulda, coulda. He did, and guess what? He still wants to move. Now what? <laughs> He's allowed to do that. He has every right within his power, within this CBA, to do that. Making me sound very get off my lawn, conservative. This is yeah. what's wrong with him today. Old time, 1980s basketball. This is what this is how he's making me come across. But I'm not saying that, okay? But it's just look, whether KD is from Maryland or not, God bless, okay? It it doesn't matter. Like the point still stands. Jay, I'm not gonna let him talk about you like that. I'm not gonna let that happen. I appreciate it, Afilo, because he gave the answer. He, he talked about brainwashing because that's where he's coming from. You know, he's trying to make us look like conservatives or crazy, you know, fifty-year-old. White that dudes like the going, rhetoric you, know, you are giving you know, that's right now. That's, that's the it. rhetoric you're giving. That's literally the yeah. rhetoric that you're giving. Yeah. Right we can't be talking about brainwashing this early. I just I don't. We can't. We can't do it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I think. I think. I think that's a, that's enough for the first segment right there. We ain't. We ain't gonna come to uh, a common ground on that one. I think. I got, take. I got. I got a hot take for the first segment. Okay, then we go. Yeah, few more minutes. Russell Westbrook play another game in the NBA. Yeah. No. Yes. 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 Oh yeah. Def yes. Yeah. That's easy. That's not the Lakers. Yes. That's not. That's not as I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I also don't know if it's the Lakers. I don't know where. I don't know how. I don't know who this new agent is. Yeah, onto a court. He's gonna force somebody to pay him money, and he's gonna force somebody to play on the court. Yeah. Let's assume. Let's assume he gets traded and bought out. What team is even taking a flyer at him on minimum contract right now? Which team needs Russell Westbrook? Who's taking no minimum contract? It's not about. Guys, it's not about it's not about what team is trying to you know be successful in like playoffs or whatever. It's about what the team needs right now for their organization. And there's organizations like Sacramento Kings or Indiana Pacers who just need to bring tickets, yeah. let fans buy tickets. Well, guess nah, what? I, I, you bring in Russell Westbrook. You Russell Westbrook, believe it or not, Ade, believe it or not, nah, no matter okay. what you understand. Russell Westbrook no, is still a good enough fan Yeah, yeah, he will, yeah. In a but, small market team. Yeah, those are teams that are trying to rebuild right now. And I don't think Russ has ever played, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Russ has ever played for a team that's actually trying to lose. Like, I don't think he's got that in him that he's going to go out there and then... He's a tank. loser, what do you mean? Come on, man, come on. What are come we on. talking about here? We're gonna brand his, his whole career with with an inefficient loser. Wow! Or an efficient I'm not, I'm not a fan, but that's that's harsh. You know what I'm saying? You know what was harsh last year? He's an inefficient loser. I think he could be an efficient loser. Like he's very efficient. Yeah. But yeah. Loses, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, Russell goes he, out there and he gives hundreds. That's the thing, Ruffalo. He's an inefficient loser. That's what makes it even worse. That's what makes someone like me annoyed what I had to witness last season. And that's why I'm going so hard on my critique on the man Russell Westbrook. Zero. Yeah. But to answer, zero. But to answer Ade's question, nobody needs Russell Westbrook. There's nobody that no. needs Russell Westbrook. Definitely not. But, no, I don't know. No. Maybe OKC can take him back sentimentality. That, no. 
No. They no. Tired, no. Man. no. 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 That's the I don't point. Know. Who says no? You know, Who says no? I see Russell Westbrook. I see Memphis Iverson. You know, like a guy that is not willing to change his role and that has no yeah. space for that yeah. role in the league. That's why yeah. it's not a crazy idea that he has played his he last game. Ooh. Because I, I think right now, like, the Kings, okay, we can always expect the, the, the Kings to do dumb things. They are the Kings, you know. <laughs> so no, no, active play, no active player has played the Kings in the playoffs. Like, no <laughs> Okay, ESPN. So, oh ESPN going hard on the Kings. I mean, they have their point guard. Nah. They have their senior. They are building a good team. I don't really see New them coach. going after us yeah, yeah, I think. Why would the Pacers do that? They they have Tyrese Halliburton. They just traded. Yeah, they want to build around a young point guard. They were trying to get DeAndre Ayton, like a young big, to to pair with him. So really, like the, they're not gonna put Westbrook with Lamelo. Like makes no sense. So it's done, really bro. They would do that. I really don't see. That's why I think if he doesn't patch his things up with LeBron and his fellas in the Lakers, I think he might be done in the NBA. But I, but I think the Korean Westbrook is saying that he didn't adapt his game. First of all, this is a first, the third option on the team. Yes, he did he struggle, but statistically, since everybody wants to be an analytic nerd these days, he statistically he did what he was supposed to do. He what eighteen points? What what, what was like eight seven assists and then whatever how many rebounds? He got. I don't like defending the man. Don't make me defend for this guy, okay? Please don't make me defend the man. I'm just being yeah, realistic I, about the situation. I think, I think that must be first year. Uh, it was his first year adapting right there. Year, he did okay. You say he did okay. Yeah, he, I think that he might did be so. okay. If you if you're gonna put everything in context of the whole season, remember this is a man that played most of every game. This is a man that, like I said, first year in LA. This is a man that played the third option role. This is a man that averaged the numbers that he did. I didn't say good. I said okay. Was it a failure of a season? Yes. But individually, did he have a, a okay season? Yes. Like I said, good. don't make okay. me defend for this man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah. also your argument but, your argument can stand for somebody younger, but like we can't be talking about this was only his first year. Like it, it, this man he's no nah, spring chicken. Time. Yeah. He doesn't but, be having a bad season. Four teams four season. Seasons. He should be a, he should be good at adapting, you know. He has been in four teams the past four seasons. Uh but you, you guys know that he's supposed to be a new coach, right? Like him and Darvinheim have been doing sessions together. And all yeah. that, so I expect him to be different. Like he's been talking to him now to, to get him ready for that new season. So I don't expect to see yeah. the same Russ. I don't expect to see the same Lakers. So I think it's too early as well to, to be talking right now. Yeah, yeah. I think that's Look, a good. I think that's a good way to end the And they have to stand by them again. I, yeah. I don't feel sorry for them. They went out and moved to oceans to get Russell Westbrook. To get him. You get what you yeah. Get. I don't feel sorry for you. Yeah, there's star one and Russell Westbrook. Let's let's mention that too, too yeah. for the record. Hey, 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 we know who idolizes David Stern in this group. That's all I have to say. I don't know who that was directed at, but may David Stern rest in peace. 
Let's just leave it there. Let's leave it. Without that. Without that. Second thing we've got. Second thing we've got uh, set for today, you guys. Uh, a few days ago, afterwards were held, and I don't know if you guys were able to watch it, but you know the main man, Sadio Mane himself, crowned African Player of the Year. There were a few other achievements right there. Asita Shuala, Nigeria Gill, you know, five times African uh, player, female Player of the Year. No one else close apart from uh, I think Precious. Uh, young player of the year, uh, Pape Metaswa. He's in, I think he played for Met Tottenham Loney last season. Yeah, did you guys watch it? What do you guys think about it? Do you think anyone was robbed? Yeah, do you guys think yeah. Kevin? Every, I know you were watching. right to me. Everything looked right to me. Senegal yeah. of the year, uh, Senegal they, carried. Yeah, yeah, they got um, young player of the year, yeah, African player of the year. I mean, it just looked right. You just Senegal has just been tearing it off this year, tearing it up, sorry, this year, and they just deserved everything and they got everything. So nothing yeah. to that, to be honest. Perfect ceremony. Yeah, there, there wasn't anything really scandalous, I don't think. Like, I didn't see any awards that I thought should have gone to somebody else. Senegal cleaned up as they should, and I think we all kind of knew what was going to happen. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'm happy we got a South African Coach of the Year. You know, Desiree, will, yeah, shout out Desiree Ellis two times. I think she the this is the second year of the award. She won it the first year and she won it this year as well. Yeah. So shout out Aliou Cisse okay. won Men's Player of the Year for Senegal, which is I think that's the best story of the night actually because you guys remember when I think it was El Hadji Diouf himself. He was at the uh, award show. He was one of the main players right there saying, "Now." Nah, can win anything if he's the coach and he took them to AFCON, taking them to the World Cup now right now and his history like you know before yeah everything. yeah it's poetic it really really is yeah you, you know what you know what I love the most about it is more so than his achievements and what he's been able to do with the Senegal team it's how the appearance and the demeanor in which he's been able to do it in facts Coaches prototypically, prototypically, don't have dreadlocks, don't have their own flair, aren't you know, you know, and not to put this uh, race base or anything of that nature, but obviously we know the concentration, the more concentration factor, the fact he's a minority coach. Yeah. So, and the fact that despite all this, um. I guess the spotlight on him, and he's still able to thrive under such such uh, strict conditions yeah. and pressure. It, it's just it's just big up to uh, big up to him. I I think that he is a representation of 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 what Africa has the potential of being, mm -hmm. and most African countries should look within their own um, to promote within. And and we yeah. can see positive change within the West and Sub-Saharan Africa and Central Africa as well. Um, I, because I think that they've done a, a great thing, and I think that's only gonna uh, that that train of thought is only gonna permeate to, throughout the other countries. Yeah, I, that's what I was gonna bring up. Because yeah, I, I'll go. Yeah, that's what I was gonna bring up. Because even Nigeria it was a whole big thing. Like we should give ex-players and. 
more African coaches chances with the African national team. And with Nigeria, we got rid of uh, just before the AFCON and got an uh, ex-player who's been the Nigerian coach before. He didn't do too bad, but Austin yeah. brought him played good football for the first two games. Then we got knocked out. I still blame the red card. We maybe could have gone farther, but he still got knocked out. And then in qualifications for the World Cup, just unlucky against them Ghana guys right there. Like it was just unlucky. And then now Nigeria's turned back to a Portuguese coach. But you see Senegal who had success with an ex player of the country himself. Like it's it's tough to really judge, to really say exactly how to go by. It goes different with every country, I think. And the same thing happened now for South Africa. So yeah. I remember my research about uh Desari Hillis. And uh, she she played for the originals, the original women's Banyana, team. Banyana. Yeah, Banyana. And now she she just coached the team to to the championship, to the African championship. So uh, well, that trend of thought is definitely working. And I think for us Africans, this such a culture to maintain that European coaches don't have it can bring, but a former player who's been there understands the player. That's gonna be easier for him to translate that to that team and then that's going to reflect you know and um you know during there was some clips that came out of the of the wafcon of um the the women's the nigerian women's team they were celebrating and you no know, doubt this uh this um rainbow girl called plum i don't know if you heard about her but you know they they were doing some um with singing nigerian songs and plum wasn't into it you know at all yeah. and i think you know that's that just shows that the shift in culture between one player to another even though she's nigerian you know she didn't grow up nigerian like that so there was that shift and i think that's in the, that's the perfect illustration of what i was trying to say with the coaches and the players that those little things they won't be able to do it with the players because they don't understand their culture and and, and uh and that's it yeah that's that's what i think so well, 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 to piggyback on, on what you said, Kevin, you know, Jose Mourinho came out with a, I forgot what, what uh, interview, I, I believe it was BBC, but please don't quote me on that. And basically, yeah. just to paraphrase what he said, he just said, like, long story short, African players and or coaches, European, Europe should not be able to touch that talent or that talent pool. It should all stay yeah. with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sure it will it will promote growth. And that's why um I say that to say this that that's why as a Ghanaian fan, as a Ghanaian fan of the Black Stars, I'm so interested to seeing how our players are now going to play in the World Cup because we have a Ghanaian coach and Ate Odoi who did play yeah. with uh Borussia Dortmund. So he's one of our own and then you see the 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 um the diaspora, I should say, from English sides or Spanish yeah. sides to the yeah. to the uh, to Ghana. So you know the likes of Tariq Lamte, the likes of um, the likes of Nico Williams, yeah. you know the, the you know the likes of potentially uh, Hudson Odoi. You know these players are showing that maybe if you do stay within your country, you can your football uh, program could develop that much more faster and rival those of the Europe and abroad. Uh, but the real issue is, th is that we don't have academies at the right level. I mean, except maybe for right to dream, 
that's been doing i mean okay no i'm, I'm lying i'm like there's a lot of great academies in africa decent ones yeah there's a lot of great academies in africa but the issue is that they there's not there's not enough competition and those academies are only there's only like one or two per country but when you go to france like every city has a great academy you know so it really comes to be able to train the coaches the right way and being able to install all these things and that's going to take time bro it's going to take time and even people yeah. who are just like really passionate about like i think the country that they are whose team they're coaching and the continent as a whole because it's not like there's been you know non-african coaches who've coached teams and not had success but i think they really have to be invested and not just look at it as oh another team that i'm coaching but they really have to care about that development and especially because they have so much influence they can influence like you know the younger leagues and the kind of tournaments and the way that things like develop like and you know kind of get people to buy in to wanting to stay at home because as much as you know we may disagree with it there's a reason why like people also don't want to play at home sometimes there's dynamics of all kinds that we don't need to get into today but of course um, the, in the economy of it is bad as well yeah yeah sure. i think it was i think it was mbappe he used for that example like and then the the argument was if mbappe actually did grow up in cameroon would he be mbappe right now uh, oh, wow. that's, that's 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 hard to see you, you'd never actually know uh might be like where like you know where where, where i was playing was real african style man and he, he's yeah. a, and he's still the only african ballon d'or to date so you never know if you have that talent you might just yeah might you might still make it yeah it might be yeah. we've got our resident south african fan over here uh ruffalo 2-1 to south africa win over morocco uh what did you think did any of you got uh did any of you guys catch the tournament did you watch the final what did you guys think about the how it was run in general i mean listen i'm just like i'm so happy for these girls i'm so so happy um if you know anything about bangana bangana you know they've made it to the finals four times yeah and so it's just like all right man you know just let's get to the finals and win it for the first time and obviously with like Desiree um as the coach and she just won her honor I don't know. People generally feel really really happy and yeah. I'm just so proud of those girls. I really really am and yo to beat the hosts of a thing in the finals yeah. is like it's a different level of gratifying um to beat them at home um and you know not by like a slim margin either. Um I absolutely love it. I'm really really happy for them and I do feel like honestly in the country there's like more of a turning of a tide even before you know the final yesterday but I do think people are beginning to pay more attention to the women's team um that has been coming on because obviously you know all of the attention and all of the resources is given to the men even though they don't deserve it because our men's team is crap and you know it's just the girls have been so good for so long and i i just feel really really happy for them i i'm yeah. so happy for them that like they actually like people are paying attention now because of part it's embarrassing you know but yeah. i don't know I, i wish i had a better answer for you but 
I think things probably have to be a bit more consistent because even this win, obviously, for Bangana Bangana comes after like years of like trying to get back to like a good place. So I think things are only kind of starting to change now. And if they can like, young, though. Hey? The women's team is young, like, it's yeah, like, it was really 93, so it's less than 30 years old. So, young they what? So the, the South African women's team has been created in 93. So yeah, but like that's really for team. everything. That's for everything in our country because that's democracy. So like everybody's yeah. young. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, big shout out to uh, Wafcon though. Uh, Morocco game set a record for women's attendance in Africa. 45,000 plus in the stadium up in Morocco. So it shows that the sport is actually getting like, it's getting bigger. I hear people are going out to watch it and if 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 someone is watching this and thinking, oh, I'm seeing these girls going to go to the World Cup, maybe if the men's national teams are struggling to get to the quarterfinals, we could see like our first African nation actually make it to like the semifinals of the World Cup or something. Like, it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. So the qualifiers for for the World Cup now is what Morocco, South Africa, yeah, Nigeria, um, and Zambia, Zambia. Zambia. Yeah. 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 I mean, I That's hope. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. I Hopefully don't know. Nigeria get through, man. But it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Super Falcons. The, the I mean, Euros, it was really sad. Euros, it was really sad that the Super Falcons kind of lost out at the end, you know. So. Yeah, injuries and just a lot of bad things went their way. Yeah. I heard the coach. Yeah. The coach traveled out ASAP. Like, the team was still in Morocco, and the. Uh, Super Falcons coach, like he traveled back to America, which is crazy in my view. Wow. But that that just happens. African politics. <laughs> politics. <laughs> man, man, them left. Left his team. That's crazy, isn't that, bro? Time to go. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Oh my gosh, I'm weak. <laughs> okay, so you can you can keep going if you want, but I just need a grade. It'd be great after if you can say a reason why you give them that grade. But I just want a grade from A to F. You can go farther than F if you think it's that bad. But A to F, what you guys think about transfers so far between some top teams and? I'm sorry. Barcelona broke. Barcelona's broke. We got everybody. <laughs> Barcelona's referee's name. I was saying, sorry, I'm having a blood moment here, but 8 to F is like, I don't even know how many letters that is. Can we, like, do a scale of 1 to 10? Ah, uh, okay. We'll, yeah, we'll go 1 to 10. Okay, so can you say something? Because I just heard Kevin shouting about Barcelona. I didn't even hear the question. <laughs> so I'm just going to say one transfer that happened. I'm going to say the price tag as well. And say 1 to 10, what you guys rate that? 1 okay? being the worst, 10 being the best. Like, yeah. this is... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, first one, this one was hyped. I don't think we've got any Arsenal fans right here, but this one was fans. I, I want to see this because I think it's going to be different to everyone else. Gabriel Jesus moving from Manchester City to Arsenal, 46.8 million pounds. Where do we rate that? One to ten. Gonna go nine. Oh, nine. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. 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 <laughs> nah, that's good. That's a good nine. Okay. Yeah. 
Yes. Jay, what? Nine. Jay, what do you think? Nah, I'll be honest. I'm not that much into the international football scene. Football. So, uh, okay. I have no. Even though I know Gabriel Jesus is a Brazilian guy, but uh, yeah, that's as much as I. Like, yeah, no. that's. What I'm <laughs> that. uh, Ref, what do you think about that move? I mean, I haven't like been super plugged in, but I think I'll give it like a seven. I think it's good overall. But like, yeah. I don't know. I don't think any, everyone needs to get too gassed yet. Like, hold on, just relax. Okay. okay, I mean, I also need a striker. Do you think he's actual like he's an actual out and out striker? Yeah, I think so. Why? Why would? Yeah. Why wouldn't you call him an out and out striker? Okay, Kev, what do you think about the move? I'll give you the seven as well. Seven. Yeah, Faisal, you went nine. Why was that? I don't. I don't. I, 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 I went nine because one. You, you Are you an Arsenal fan? Number one. No, 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 no. Raph. That was crazy. Yeah, you're United fan, right? Raph. Raph. Come on. I'm just making sure. United United fan. I'm, a, I'm a United fan. Through and through. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Anyway. How you guys feel for these things? Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Why hold on, was wait, it a so, No, it's a yeah. nine because... Um, remember... Uh, last year, Arsenal struggled with, with strikers, with Alba, you know, being stripped off captaincy and eventually being stripped off to Barcelona. He didn't produce the amount of goals that he's previously accustomed to, you know, especially with him winning the Golden Boot in some of those years. Obviously, Lacazette has been inconsistent throughout his whole Arsenal career. He wasn't able to give them what they needed, and Eddie Akentia was, to be to, to, to say the least, or to be fair, um, he was just young. He, he wasn't... Yeah old enough to, to be able to produce those goals. So this is actually is so instrumental for Arsenal moving forward, especially that this has worked this guy has worked with Mikel Teta. So he already understands what to expect of him already. And you could see already in the preseason games that he's already five steps or two steps ahead. Okay, I'll say about two or three steps ahead of the rest of the players because yeah. he already knows where to be and expects where the ball to be. And you could just see that with preseason, it's all about patterns and fitness. And with the pattern and fitness is def- definitely apparent with Arsenal and Gabriel Jesus. So it's a nine for me. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a good thing. If the coach likes the player and they make like a push for them, they like, and the preseason's looking good. I don't know if that means that Arsenal's not going to be, what, like sixth? I don't know if that changes, but, you know, good for them. Yeah. yeah. Kevin touched on this. Rafinha to Barcelona. Fifty-two point two million. Apparently, I don't think I don't think like Ooh. half of that has been paid. Rafinha to Barcelona. <laughs> hey, I, I don't. Th- I don't think. I don't think five million of that has been paid. What do you guys think? What do you guys think about Barcelona being able to buy half of Walsall and owing Frankie De Jong his wages? Like that. That was crazy to me. Man, I, man, I wish Jay was into uh, football as he is into the NBA because this is. This what is going on right now is 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 Kevin Durant on steroids, on PEDs, yeah, on 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 crack cocaine. Excuse my language. I'm just being honest. This right here is crookism, if that's even a word, in its purest form. This I'm a United fan. Long story short, I cannot get an asset of theirs because they owe that said asset. 17 million 
whilst they're able to, while they still owe this asset of theirs is 17 million, they're still able to acquire other assets through purchases when they have publicly broadcasted the fact that they are in debt. Debt, yeah. When I tell you that this is crookism of the highest nature, I <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. It is terrible. I'm flabbergasted, but that's neither here nor there. I think it's a five for Rafinha in Barcelona. Ooh, five. Why five? You think, actually, you know, we'll come back to that. Ruffalo, what do you think about the move? Yeah. I don't even know if I want to rate this because, like, the way Barcelona is moving is just, like, embarrassing, so honestly. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's ghetto. They're, like, basically a poverty franchise now, not in terms of winnings, but in terms of, yeah. like, in terms money. Of actual cash. Yeah. I don't even know what's happening. It's just, like, things have plummeted so quickly that I'm, I don't know. Part of me is, like, you know what? Give him the, what, how much is it? 55 million? Do whatever you want. You're in debt yeah. already. Go crazy. Do it. Let's see what happens. I don't know. But again, I'm glad this is not my team. Yeah. Well, Barcelona, Barcelona just sold TV rights. 25% of the TV rights to a private equity bank for like $400 million. So that's. They're selling yeah. the house. And they got that Spotify deal. They got that Spotify deal as well. They got Spotify to... deal. Yeah, they got, they, got, um, yeah. They, they got a charity deal as well, so they, they, don't, they don't have to pay tax. Yeah, I'm not rating it out of respect. It's just embarrassing. Like it's it's embarrassing. Who's a yeah, Barca fan? Yeah. Anybody? No, 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 okay. no. no. I, I just think that it's just like to just like Ruffalo said, because of the way how how shameless. That's the perfect word to describe it. How shameless Barcelona as a club are being right now to the football community, you know, being able to bring in the likes of Lewandowski and the likes of Rafinha, potentially the likes of George Conde. Um, they brought in, uh, they brought in Christian, Air, uh, Christensen from Chelsea. Uh, they brought in Kessi from AC Milan. They should be ashamed of themselves. If I was a boss man, to it's, my stomach. It's like, it's 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 honestly no. appalling, and I just just like Ruffle said, because of how they're moving, it would I would give it a seven, but I have to deduct two points to make just it a, a just yeah, a yeah. okay signing because of how shameless they're moving. So that's why yeah. I give it a five out of yeah. yeah. And got jersey, so they can make up make it up for that depth. I don't think that's gonna work yeah. out. It's a I last one. I'm gonna go on. Our very own African player of the year, Sadio Mane. I mean, we knew this since like the Champions League. This was happening. Uh, Mane again has moved to Bayern, just thirty million, which is kind of a bargain in what you, what you'd say is this market. But I mean, everyone what he want, everyone knew he wanted to go. It was one year left in his contract, so it was tough to like up that price. But do you guys think Sadio is going to take over Bundesliga like he's been taking over Prem and all that? What would you rate the move? Oh uh, man. I want to hear Ruffalo first, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You were called out, Well, I love this move, man. I'm not even going to lie. Mm. I think Sadio is about to look like a superhero. Like, honestly, playing with Mosala, like, that was that was bad. That was just bad blood. Like, he, he destroyed them at the Afcon. Then he took the, uh, the World Cup qualifier from him as well. 
Yeah. There was no way they could get along and play together like this season again. So I'm really happy about that move. And I think we're about to see Sadio Mane step up to a whole other level because in anybody's mind, Musala is better than Sadio. But I don't think it's true. I don't think it's true. Every, we're about to that see. That's what people generally think of it. But it's like also, you know, we're going to see now because they're like, yeah. he always had to have like a shortened role, you know. Yeah, but the only thing though is that the Bundesliga is a weak league. That's my issue. That that's what I wish you would move to like an English team, so you know that would be better. And the yeah, revival would be, be really greater, but still, it's yeah. still Bayern Munich. If I may give my two cents here. I like two football games that I've watched all year were the the Afcon finals with with and the UEFA Champions League finals. And yeah. from a known power of the sport, taking Sadio Mane over Salah any day from the two games I watched, at least. Easy, easy. Hearing you guys talk about transactions there and the, the values yeah. and, and how much is being paid for guys that I, that I sort of know, I, yeah. I think it's a bargain for fire, man. I, I, I'll give it a 10 on that transaction right there. Yeah. yeah. Jay, Jay, I'm going to agree with you. It's a, it's a 10 for me because... He's gonna, he's man, the spacing behind that they leave in the Bundesliga, boy. Ooh. Oh boy, Sonny, money, and boy. he Ooh. is going to run in behind like with ease, like like yeah. a hot knife through butter. With <laughs> ease, he's just gonna be going through them. It's, it's gonna be ridiculous. And actually, it's the type of pick that I do believe that once they sort out the striker situation, I don't know who they're potentially going to look for to replace John Lewandowski. But once they're able to replace him, you remember, they did acquire Mateus DeLitt from um, from Juve. So yeah, I could see, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I could see Byron doing something. They still have Upa McConnell, of course. He, he could he could develop uh, from this last year. Bro. They could do something. Yeah. They nah, could they do something. Just, in the Champions oh, League, not oh, in the oh, Bundesliga, oh. the Champions League specifically. Yeah, they got to win the Champions League. I, I would love it if they win the Champions League. Because that way, if they win the Champions League and Mane has a great um, World Cup, then he's a Ballon d'Or candidate again. Up in the Ballon d'Or, yeah. Up in the Ballon d'Or uh, candidate, yeah. And Mbappe got to win one Champions League in the next two years, though. Yeah, like I just said, they kind of fleeced a little bit, like, you know, for, what was it, 30, 30 million? 30 million, yeah. Just about I mean, I would, have, I would have liked him to, like, get more than that. But, look, I'm happy. It's fine. Um, I think we're all happy for him to go and, like, be the star and not the in main man. Yeah. shadow. Because, you know, it's actually very refreshing to, to even hear, like, Jay say that he thinks that he's better than Salah. I think Salah just has, like, a lot of, you know, PR or, I don't know. Like, I, I'm a big he's, fan of him. Too, he's a but... media darling. Salah <laughs> right. is a media yeah. darling. Okay, he's, he's a media likeable. princess. Everybody loves Mohamed Salah. Yeah, everyone he's loves great. him. He's the... But Mane is Mane is just as likable, in my opinion. He's just That's what as I'm humble, saying. So, just more. a bit more. Yeah, he's humble, yeah. quiet. He's not out there that much. Yeah. Doesn't post on yeah. social that much. So. He got paid. Bayern actually fleeced, you know. So they're they're good. Yeah. They didn't like throw off their whole budget to get him, and he's gonna dominate. So they... It's gonna be amazing. I hope that. You know, he gets the respect that he deserves going forward. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's a good way to end that. That's the first episode of the Afro Ballers pod coming to. That was a good one, you guys. What do you guys think? We had some yeah. ups, we had some downs. Yeah. We had some heat. heat. Look, it's so damn hot. It's so damn hot. My phone, my phone got overheated. Yeah, you, everything. Said what to my you said I, wild I, things. That's why you all put overheated. No, 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 no. You see, the heat is hot. It's hot. It's hot. Yeah, man. <laughs> On our podcast today, man. That's what happened. Basketball guys. Oh, my gosh. God punished him. Hi. Great to have you guys. Thank you for tuning in to the first episode of the Afro Ballers podcast. Had a few technical difficulties with this episode uh, with video and audio, but that's just us working out some kinks to give you guys the best content. You can catch us on Spotify. You can catch us on Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to find your podcast, you can see us there. And yeah, if you have any questions or any topic ideas for the podcast, you can DM the Afro Ballers Instagram and see you next week.